It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Upfront Program. It is a Monday through Friday radio program, and diversity has got to be uh, one of the ways to describe this program. With Dick Bouchard on Monday to, uh, to uh, Roger and, uh, and Chris Boulay on Thursdays and other days. Thomas Paolino, state senator, will be joining us tomorrow on the program. And as I recall, Chris, he represents a sliver of North Providence, part of Lincoln, and part of North Smithfield. That's my recollection, right? That, that is correct. This uh, kid's going to be governor someday. All right. Well, we'll have him uh, tomorrow. I, I don't know if he's in studio or on the phone, but uh, whatever uh, way he comes, um, we can do social distancing with him. Or as the assistant uh, medical director of... Um, the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. James McDonald, calls it contact distancing, social distancing. You call it what you want. Uh, anyway, we'll practice it if he does come to the studio. Thomas Paolino tomorrow. And also uh, Robert Martin from uh, Crossroads Real Estate Group. He'll um, be on our live line, too, uh, with, um, with uh, some real estate uh, Perspectives. Good morning, Chris, and thank you again for being here regularly on Thursday morning. Good morning, Raj. Good morning, listeners, and it's uh, fantastic to be here. Now, Chris sends emails to me, and uh, they're throughout the day, and uh, they're um, they're pertinent stories about what is going on in the world of uh, of business and politics. And I thank you for that. Uh, very very helpful. One that caught my attention today. I'd like to kind of lead with it is uh, the one that talked about um, the growing list. See, I thought the list of people who are going to get the stimulus checks was growing, but there's another list, uh, a list of uh, people who are not going to get the stimulus checks. Uh, maybe you can put that into perspective. Chris Boulay is with us, and we have a telephone number, 7690600-766-1380. You're welcome to call and comment on anything. Chris, open up. Yes, I did uh, have some time yesterday, so I called Mr. Poitras. So if you heard Mr. Poitras last night and you're listening this morning, I apologize for being repetitive, but I think it's really important. And I have gloated in the aspect of that this administration took 14 days to respond with a $2.2 trillion stimulus package. And I juxtapose that to 2009 when the Obama administration, with the help of the outgoing Bush administration, took 14 months to respond. But when you respond in 14 days, I don't care how smart you are, you're going to forget things. And as everyone knows, with income limitations... Um, all Americans are going to get a check for $1,200. And the quickest way to expedite the money into people's hands, according to the U.S. Treasury, and I would agree with this, is to use the tax return information. So if we've gotten a refund in the past, the and we're talking specifically about the 2019 to 2018 tax returns, the government has your bank information. So they are in a good position to send you $1,200. So, in rushing this through, they forgot about the fact that there's 12 million Americans, older Americans, who rely mostly on Social Security, who are not high-income people, who actually do not have to file a tax return. So, if you did not file a tax return in 2018, 2019, because the lion's share of your income was Social Security, the government really doesn't have right now a mechanism to get you that money. And that may affect some of our listeners, and those people deserve that money, and they should get that money as quick as they can. Probably so, one of the most uh, needy groups of them all. A a absolutely. Uh, they, they should have that money. It, it's been spelt out. And, and again, um, I like the way they did it with income limica limitations. You don't want somebody making half a million dollars to get the $1,200 check when it really... If you did that, then the checks maybe would be 800 or or $1,000. So I, I'm really pleased with the way it was done so 
going back, if you did not file a return, right now there's a form that they're sending out or that you can get online that you create this mini tax return and you let the government know, here's my ABA information, here's my account number information. And there's a couple of senators who are criticizing the administration saying that's an undue burden, especially with the coronavirus going on. Uh, do all senior citizens have access to the Internet to do this? And the answer is no. And could they go to their, um, if they have children to help them out? They actually, actually could. So what they're doing is, and this may be the right answer or this may happen, is they want to say, hey, we have a database in the Social Security system of people who have not filed a return, but obviously we're getting their checks to them because they're getting their monthly checks. So that might be the answer that they may do it. But in case that does not happen, uh, listeners should know if you don't file a return in 2018 and 2019 and have not filed a return, um, there may be some complications when you're getting a check. Um, Congress has called out the administration on this appropriately saying, you got this information, you, you just uh, cross-pollinate it and say, okay, here are the 12 million Americans that are getting Social Security that are not filing return. Let's get them the money. But I think it's important to note because why would you want to wait two or three months for the money if, in fact, you can get it now? So that's one of the things coming out. And, it, uh, and I will update it. And I'm as I listen to some of the senators calling out the uh, U.S. Treasury Department, I may be able to come back on the air in a week and say, hey, um, they fixed it. But other than that, people should be aware of it. One interesting note that uh, I didn't include in the news this morning, uh, but I wanted to. I, I think I, I would be comfortable with this. Ocean State Job Lot, have you been seeing what they're doing? What they're doing is that let's say you make a $100 purchase at Ocean State Job Lot. Um, they add 2% surcharge to your bill. So now your $100 comes to 102 And the $2 goes to the benefit of Ocean State um, job lot employees. It's almost like a tip that you're paying as you go through the register at Ocean State job lot. Now, uh, Ocean State job lot, a little detail to the story. It's not exclusively the 2% surcharge that um, is going for the employees, but Ocean State Job Lot is also putting in money so that they can uh, pay their employees a little bit more uh, during this, uh, this time period. Approve it? Do you approve or do you disapprove a surcharge at the register for the people who are working uh, during these conditions? I guess if you're a regular... Uh if you regularly patronize the store, you can kind of decide how you want to do it because you're, if you're aware of it, you can say, hey, um, I support it or I don't support it. And if you don't support it, you just show your vote by not going back. Mm -hmm. So if their business is up or flat because of it and they're able to do that, that's fine. It's one way of doing it. It's a, it's a little unusual. But that's why I mentioned it. I thought it was yeah. very. I, I had to reread the story. It was so unusual. Yeah. And 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 I guess I'm guilty of that in the sense that I cannot go to my favorite restaurants, but I'm doing takeout, and I am tipping like it was a sit down dinner. Mm -hmm. And so I, I guess I'm kind of doing that in a, in a way. So if I was to go to Ocean State Job Lot, I don't think I've ever been in one. But if I you're not a big shopper, are you? I, I am not a big shopper. No, I'm not a big cookie either. You know, it's a takeout. You know, I can. I got this iPhone thing, and I just dial the number. You're, you're a good takeout guy. I'm a good takeout guy. Yeah, Chans and K's and everywhere else. But um, no, I, I don't think I would oppose that. It's a little different. It's a little. It's a, it's a little funny because it's mandatory. It's not built right in. Whereas if you're tipping for takeout, you're, you're making a conscious decision. Roger Bouchard, Chris Boulay, teaming up as we do every Thursday here on the Upfront program. Your calls and comments are welcomed. Hello there. Hi, Roger. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi. I ha Chris, I have two things. Um, Channel 5 is reporting that, um, can I read you the headline? It says, officials reverse decision say Social Security recipients will automatically re receive stimulus checks. Um, can I just read you a little bit of the paragraph? You sure can. Very timely, and thanks for listening, and thanks for, for the input. Yeah, sure. I've been following it because I also have a 90-year-old um, mom, so I've been following this. It says, from Washington, it says, Social Security recipients 
will not have to file a tax return to receive a stimulus check. The Treasury Department announced Wednesday that the Internal Revenue Service originally said to qualify for a payment, you would need to file some sort of, of, um, of a tax return. Mm-hmm. The, IRS, the IRS will use the information on the form SSA-1099 and form RRB-1099 to generate $1,200 economic impact payment to Social Security recipients who did not file tax returns in 2018 or 2019. The reversal comes after lawmakers urge the Treasury Department to send Social Security recipients their payments automatically. Social Security recipients who are not typically required to fill a tax return need to take no action and will receive their payments directly to their bank account, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin said in a statement. Beautiful. I've been doing this for 16 years or so. This is the best timely update I've ever received or we've ever received. And it's, it's really good news. And I, I think, you know, we love to pick on our government. I, I do. You know, we hear from the government or from the government, we're here to help you. And that's not always the case. And it was a good catch by Congress because those checks are getting to your, your mom, they're getting to other senior citizens, and so we have that information. So I, I think that's tremendous because thinking about your situation, you've got a lot going on. I don't even have to know who you are. You've got a lot going on in your life trying to deal with everything. So to have to go and get another form, file it on behalf of your mom to get the money, uh, that's, that's a pain in the butt. So I, I think this is terrific, and you save me some homework so I don't have to report it next time. So... I appreciate the call, and I said I, I've never gotten such a timely call. Uh, as much as I try to stay on the Internet and I got my iPad right here, you uh, gave us very, very great information. And, again, this is not an isolated thing. This affects 12 million senior citizens. Yes. Um, I, was, I was also, you know, I was just reading. Just, I knew that you were coming on, and I had another question for you besides telling you this, but I was just, you know, uh, reading this on my Channel 5 app. Um, yeah, we, would, we definitely would have had to um, fill out the forms for her, you know, being 90 years old. I mean, we would have had to do it. We were just talking about it last night with her, actually. Um, my other question to you, Chris, is I heard I, I also have a um, it was kind of, I'm not really happy about it. My, I have a, also a daughter who's um, 20 years old and she's in college. And when we filled out our tax returns for 2019, we claimed her for college. And so I heard um, yesterday on the news that that she that she will not be getting a stimulus check because if you, if you are if you are a college student and your parents can claim you, you will not get a stimulus check. But on the other hand, what's not fair is I'm I'm also told that that we will not be getting her as a dependent either. So they were saying right out that. 17, 18, 19, and 20-year-olds will not be getting a stimulus check. Yes, I, I was aware of that. And, again, I'm excited that the administration responded in 14 days versus 14 months in 2009. But that's one of the things. Uh, y- your daughter is in college and she works, right? She works two part-time jobs, but she, and she's, and she, in both jobs she's laid off right now. Oh, there, there you have it. So I cannot think of a more deserving person for the $1,200 check than your daughter who's helping pay her college for expenses and those jobs have gone away. My, I have a 20-year-old daughter who's also, she's a junior at uh, Johnson & Wales, and her job went away. And um, that's one of the things that they missed. And maybe you're going to be calling me very soon and saying that that was reversed. Um, I think it's less likely to have it reversed because 18, 19, and 20-year-olds don't vote often, but senior citizens sure as hell do. So uh, I hope to get a call from you saying that they reversed it, but think about that. $1,200 isn't a ton of money. It's going to help a lot of people, and again, I mentioned I really like the fact that they they, uh, there's, a, there's an income cutoff. We don't want somebody making half a million dollars getting a $1,200 check. But who deserves it and who could use the check more than a college student who actually lost two part-time jobs because of the coronavirus um, pandemic? So um, I, I, I hope to get a call. Maybe we should call our congressman and, because, you know, this would require a change. The other thing would just require a technical uh contact between uh, the Social Security Administration and the um, U.S. Treasury. But yeah, they, they missed that one. 
And uh, laws and sausages are two things you don't want to see made. And you can just imagine how they came up with the $1,200. How about 1000 How about 1500 Nah, we both disagree. Let's make it 1200 How about 1250 Nah, 1200 Done. That's how it went. <laughs> yes, I, I, I mean, I, I could understand that, you know, that, you know, being a dependent, she wasn't going to get it. But I think that we should have got it on the other side as, as having her as a dependent because, uh, you know, children that are under 17, the parents are getting them as a dependent. Um, and I would have gladly turned around and gave her the $500. Yes, yes. Um, my, my, my son is, uh, is in Miami, and the Fresno Bank of Dad, I, I sent him his $1,200 ahead of time. I said, I can float you for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Chris, do you know anything about un unemployment? Um, I've never used it, but I can try to help you with a question. I'm, I'm all ears. Okay, Roger, I'm sorry. I'll be real quick. Um, I've been trying to contact them for her. She filled out her unemployment form. She worked at, I can tell you the places, it doesn't matter. She worked last, last year in 2019, in January and February, she worked at Urban Air. Um, she also worked at Chili's, but she, so she worked at Chili's for the full year. When she, went to, when she went to fill out her unemployment, because Chili's laid her off and, so did, and then she doesn't work at Urban Air anymore. So um, when she went to go fill out her, her unemployment form, um, it took Urban Air, but it kicked out Chili's. So, so Urban Air, she only, she only made like a little over $1,000. And so they said she didn't qualify because she didn't meet the qualifying requirement of money, which she did at Chili's. And for some reason, they kicked Chili's out, and we cannot amend it uh, online. It, she puts her Social Security number in, and it just keeps going back to the same screen saying that, you know, she worked at Urban Air and, and she didn't qualify. So there's no editing on there. So what she ended up doing is I tried calling social, uh, unemployment. Of course, I couldn't get through. They asked her, they, uh, they say that you should fill out a form um, and they'll call you back. And she did that, uh, but they haven't called her back, and that was last week. Um, so she, what she did is she went online and she got a hard copy. And I guess there is a form that um, says that if they omitted one of your employ employees, uh, employers, do you know of any other way? To no, amend it? No, 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 I don't. I, I, I think I have a sense that obviously we're looking at huge unemployment spike. It, it, it'll be millions and millions of Americans right now, and hopefully they're staffed. And I think it's just she just got caught up in the system. Is going to have to talk to a human being, as difficult as that may be. So if somebody else has more experience than I do, but certainly it's going in a certain direction. She'll have to uh, change course by talking to a person. We have to move on. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for the call. Okay. Thank, thanks for yeah. the call. Thank have you. a super day. Thanks. Thank you thanks, very Chris. much. Bye-bye. We have one more call before we take a break here on the Upfront Program. Your calls and comments are welcome. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi. Good, good I morning. I call with a uh, problem that a friend of mine has who just recently signed up to get Social Security benefits mm -hmm. and will not be getting his check until uh, <clears throat> sometime in June. He's concerned, how should, how, what am I going to do? He says, I don't know if I qualify. His plans right now are to wait uh, for once the checks start going out and then go to the Social Security Administration and question them with that, uh, what he's supposed to, to do. To, to, make, to make sure I understand, this individual did not file a tax return in 2018 or 2019? hasn't filed a tax return in three years. Oh, okay. So there's, again, it uh, might have fallen through the cracks, but um, I find, in, in my experience, is that the Winsocket Social Security Office is full of top-notch people. Yeah. So if, if I was uh, advising that person, I would get on the phone and call Social Security um, uh, in Winsocket and set up an appointment. Um, that's, what, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Once the checks start going out, he said. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I, I thought that was an interesting uh, question to bring up. Yeah, eight yeah eight seven seven two two nine thirty five forty two is Social Security's office there, and uh, I, they, I I find them to be very top notch. Good show this morning, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. And I find them to be top notch too. Thank you for. That phone number, Chris, and it's uh, break time. The following message is from Kay's Restaurant, Woonsocket. We are in uncharted waters at this time, but we thank our local, state, and federal leaders for their efforts in trying to get us back to where we should be. We don't know when that's going to happen, but we pray it happens soon. And during this unfortunate situation, we thank you so very much for coming to Kay's and ordering takeout. 
but this is a much broader community concern. There are many other Woonsocket area restaurants and businesses that deserve our support. They're the same businesses that give out gift cards and gift certificates to our community organizations. So look around and see what you can do to support our business community. And stay safe and follow the guidelines that officials are offering for responsible behavior. And when it's all over, we'll be better people for it. From the LaHousse family, God bless. Thank you. Our daily conversation with Dave LaHousse uh, yesterday brings me this information today. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, K's um, will be uh, open till 9 o'clock, 11 a.m. this morning till 9 tonight, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with all your favorite sandwiches. And this weekend, we will be doing red and white chowder while it lasts. And Friday, we'll offer baked stuffed shrimp to go. Now, that's something that's not on the K's menu. Baked stuffed shrimp to go. It sounds delicious. And uh, yesterday, they had um, the XX <laughs> BLT. Um, I don't know. I'll uh, check with Dave today and see if they're going to do that again. But uh, yesterday, uh, BLT. I think what Dave is doing is trying some different things um, each day. They have their standard. I mean, you know what the standard K's menu has looked like over the years. But but um, just to uh, make a little variety, yesterday, the XX BLT. And uh, tomorrow, baked stuffed shrimp to go at K's. And as uh, Dave said, check our Facebook page for special offers. 762-9675 to place your order at K's. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Services are now available on Facebook or Skype on the internet. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's a church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study, Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation, with services now available on Facebook and Skype. Services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren. Edible Arrangements has gifts for every occasion and locally made fresh Easter gifts too. Easter baskets just got better. Spring is in the air and it's time to celebrate the end of winter with Edible Easter gifts from Edible Arrangements. Our Easter gift baskets feature fresh pineapple cut into the shape of rabbits and coated in delicious chocolate. It's a fun, delicious addition. Call 767-2077 and one of our fruit experts will be happy to help. Our store is on Fournier Avenue next to Navigant Credit Union at Park Square. The Easter Parade. Oh, sorry. I didn't know the microphone was on. One more. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the Easter mood. Um, all right. Uh, the Roast House Management has decided for the safety of our staff, customers, and public that uh, we close in the early part of the week, Sunday through Wednesday. But today is Thursday. And we are back again. And it's worked out pretty good. I know I was there last Friday night. And actually the Friday night before for their delicious roast house fish and chips. I like fish and chips. We like fish and chips. I like the fish. My wife likes the french fries. I eat all the fish. She eats the fries. Anyway, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Today will be open at 4 to 8 o'clock tonight for takeout only. Customers are asked to call ahead 508-883-7700 or order online at RoastHouse.com. Both locations, Blackstone and Pawtucket. The Roast House restaurant will be open today, tomorrow, and Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. And, um, yes, while they last, fish and chips, very delicious. Uh, nice, um, Nice, uh, a very generous order. Big piece of fish, a lot of French fries. All right, I'm looking at my thing here. I think I'll save um, these uh, ads for our next break, with the exception of this one.
The wastewater treatment plant of the city of Woonsocket is reminding customers not to flush wipes of any kind into the system. And although the packaging might say flushable, they should never be flushed down the toilet. Only flush the three P's, poop, pee, and paper. Flushable wipes are not truly flushable. They might go down, but they do not break up like regular toilet paper. If you do use paper towels or wipes, throw them into your trash cans. Remember, wipes of any kind can clog our sewer systems and even harm your home's plumbing. The practice of flushing wipes is causing problems at the treatment plant and unnecessary expenses to the city of Woonsocket. This announcement presented by the Woonsocket Wastewater Treatment Facility. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. I'm Roger. Chris is here. This is the Upfront program. I feel a little bit bad. Uh, last Friday, I had Melissa Murray on the program, Chris. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners called me Milk Toast. You know? Do you like to get criticized? I mean, I'm, I, have, I have a thin skin. I should have thick skin. And, but every time I get one of these criticisms, I feel bad. I don't know about it. But um, Go ahead. All right, I'm looking for it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it in a, in a few moments. Because it came in last Friday, but, you know, we had a whole bunch of um, things to do on each program, and I never got to, uh, to reading it. I'll acknowledge it a little bit later where he uh, criticizes me for not asking tough questions of Melissa Murray, and I'll uh, even tell you what the questions were. But I'll tell you, you know, if you if you if you answer or ask certain questions, um, you may have that person answer it that day. You'll never see them again on your program. So you've got to at least uh, uh, practice some decorum if you um, want the person to um, to be in your studio again. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's bad journalism. Well, you ever hear of the book called The Four Agreements? No, I did not. Tell me about it. It's a, it's, it's a book. It's been around for a while. It's Tom Brady's favorite book. And it talks about the agreements that you make with yourself um, you know, in terms of you know, trying to be the best person you can be. But one of the things that it addresses is that most of the people who criticize you don't even know you. They don't know Roger Bouchard. They don't know Chris Boulay. So that criticism has to be diminished. Because they, they don't really know you. If it, if it comes from your wife or your girlfriend who really knows you, then you're going to take it more to heart. But 90% or 95% of the people who are sending in these emails uh, don't know us. So the, the criticism should be taken with a grain of salt. Here's the email. Here's the critical email. Hey, Booch. That's what people call me, Booch. They call right. me Babe. All right. Hey, Booch, king of the softball questions. Why did you not put the screws to her? Wasn't that nice? Question mark. She has nothing of substance to say anyways. You should have asked the questions so when she answered, a person running against her could use sound bites against her. She is worthless as a senator, writes this emailer. Now, uh, a little bit earlier, here was the uh, questions that he asked me to ask her. Um, number one. Now, remember, as the senator is appearing here on the program, on our Friday program, to give information about what's happening in the Senate and also what, um, you know, she's a member of the Senate Finance Committee. Uh, you know, how are we going to get money? Uh, is our treasury running low? This is the question she would have liked me to ask, Melissa Murray. If he were in the studio and he asked these t- three questions, I could tell you he'd never have her on the program again because it shows how little he knows about broadcasting. Is she pleased with Councilman Kithis service on the city council and his many contributions? Why the hell should I ask her that question? No, well, <laughs> they, I, I, they're friendly. And yeah. I, I understand that. Everybody knows that. Okay. So why um why would I ask that question? It's unrelated. It's like asking her what's her what's her favorite animals uh, she likes to look at when she goes to the zoo. <laughs> All right, number two, does she think the governor has the unilateral authority to change the written law relating to the seven-day wait for firearm purchases and BCI background checks? Now, no, I did not ask that question of her, nor would I, because um, uh, 
even though you may have the interest in that particular subject, um, I don't think it's general enough for the audience that they could care. Does she believe an abortion is elective surgery and should be put on hold until the medical community is back to normal relating to the viral outbreak? And um, all that is, uh, to me, is a leading question into the whole thing of abortion. We've already been down the road on the subject of abortion with uh, Melissa Murray. We know how she feels. It's a given, you know. It's like asking Alex Kithis if he's in studio, are you a progressive? (laughs) Do you expect him to say, no, I'm not? Anyway, thank you, um, emailer, for calling me a Pollyanna. A Pollyanna, I guess, is somebody that's um, that's me, milk toast, <laughs> milk toast Roger. Well, thank you. I I I, I will comment on that. I, I I think Melissa is a lovely lady. Mm-hmm. She's very very pleasant. She's uh, she's a sweetheart. I don't agree with ninety percent of her politics. And I per- I listened to the interview and I thought she did a pretty good job. And she addressed the issues of substance about being on the Senate Finance Committee. She went over the the uh, funding that we're facing. As a matter of fact, uh, it, I think it was in the province, you know, Seth Magazina, uh, the state got a $150 million loan from Bank of America. So that was half of the money, the $300 million that was appropriated and allowed to by, uh, by the House and the Senate to uh, borrow money. And they borrowed at one and a quarter. And she talked about the cash flow. And honestly, I thought she did a pretty good job. I did too. And um, so, but I did want to recognize that not everybody approves of what Roger does here on the program. But I do do try to do my best yeah. to God in my country. I try to obey the scout law. We don't get enough crappy calls on Thursdays. It's like it's all it's like an echo chamber. Uh, I was mentioning to a friend the last bad call I got was like seven years ago. If you would like to give us a bad call, <laughs> yes. you're, you're, we are, right. we are soliciting bad right. calls. Yeah, we are. Um, we're in. Uh, you know, we're in a mode right now where we can take it. You know. Uh, yeah. If uh, you're going to say something bad about it, you might as well do it before the surge. But uh, we, uh, you know, you can call us, 7690600. I know you wanted to mention uh, the good works of low general convenience stores. I, I, I did. And, and if you do call us and say bad things, we're just going to quote the four agreements on you. <laughs> yes. Oh, good, no, I, I, uh, I was flipping through the channels yesterday, and um, I heard the show that you did, and I thought it was fantastic. Roger LaPierre, owner of Little General, and his franchise members donated 52 $25 gifts of the and you use your time mm-hmm. and connections and I, I just thought it was so tastefully done um, not mentioning people's last names putting on the um, the uh, honor system and it looks like Little General and the franchisees gave away $1,300 mm-hmm. to help out and I, I just thought that was fantastic and it should be mentioned uh, that Roger and uh, the the uh, his team of pillars of the community, and I just thought it was really, really nice. It was fun to do it, and for uh, in the name of Little General Convenience Stores, we're going to take the 52 envelopes with the names of the people. Uh, we put the stamps on it. We were checking the zip code, stuff like that, and we're bringing them to uh, the uh, corporate headquarters of Little General on Cumberland Hill Road, and uh, they're going to stuff the uh, stuff. That's not a proper word. They're going to insert in the envelopes the $25 gift cards. And I'll drop them in the mail today. So they should be arriving tomorrow or Saturday. Or, um, you know, how long it takes. I don't think it would take very long to uh, get those uh, into your mailbox. Little General Convenience Stores is one near you. Thank you to our great suppliers and Thank you to our owners, and thank you to our employees, and most of all, to our customers for uh, coming in. Our stores are sanitized, they're clean, they're wiped down daily and regularly, and uh, we uh, are doing our best to offer you uh, good value, um, good service, clean stores, uh, stores uh, with a thoughtful uh, eye as to what is going on in our country. We're little general convenience stores. All right, um, since I'm doing a commercial, might as well do one more before we hit a phone call. Matthew and Nell invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. 
to wash, dry, and fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. And of course, you can use our top loads, front loads, and super load washers and do it yourself. And we can accommodate small to oversized loads. Enjoy the flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you wait. Commercial accounts are welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers of up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 50 pounds. M&N offers free pickup and delivery for seniors in the high-rises, nursing homes, and other housing complex. 10-pound minimum weight. Have a question? Call 769-9661. Husband and wife team of Matthew and Nell Vasnazian invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. Writes uh, Dairy Farm, uh, they are producing milk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Those cows do not know that there's a situation out there. Writes Dairy Farm's milk, 2% whole milk and skim milk. And it's fresh every day. And we're open seven days a week, so whenever you want it, it's available. Fresh from the cows, milk daily from 3 to 5 p.m. Wright's Dairy Farm, home of great ice cream and, of course, our flavored milk, including that delicious chocolate milk. Come on into Wright's Dairy Farm for our fresh dairy products. Open seven days a week, 200 Winsocket Hill Road, North Spitfield. And, of course, our bakery is open right now at Wright's. It'll be uh, open all through the all through the weekend. Wright's Bakery uh, providing limited menu of prepackaged products. And as you know, uh, no more than the minimum number of customers in the store at a time. And we thank you for your patience. And we're open daily, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. We are Wright's Dairy Farm. We are Wright's Bakery. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. It's our regular Thursday program with uh, Christopher Boulay in studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for uh, helping me out on uh, this uh, fine Thursday. Death, death, taxes, and I'm going to be here on a Thursday. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know which call came in first, uh, but we have a couple waiting. Okay. Well, we'll take both of them for sure, so stay patient, please. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning to you. Good morning, panel. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing uh, pretty super. I know the big uh, uh, discussion these days is about the health of the population and the uh, virus. But I was just speculating to myself, if the election were due in a couple of months instead of six or seven months, what would happen? Uh, People are uh, confined to their homes especially the seniors, uh, it would have a tremendous impact on the election, and it would be almost unseemly for Mr. Biden and, Biden and uh, the president to be going at it. How do you think it will carry over into the fall if we still, unfortunately, have a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, hangovers from uh, this virus? Yeah, you know, I make a comment today, which could be not be true three months from now. I am, you know, Raj used the word Pollyanna, and I am wary and cautious of all the negativity coming out. Um, Fossey mentioned, uh, and I think it's pretty, pretty uh, obvious news, is that there's a vaccine trial that's on target, which is going to be the ultimate game changer that they're working on. And we've talked about this. There's many companies working on this. The other thing, that this, this uh, COVID-19 is just a, a derivative of the SARS of 2003. So, and then they also have an anti-malaria drug that they're working on to speed up the recovery of sick patients. So I, and you know, your regular caller, let's talk about this on September 1st, or Labor Day weekend around there, and we'll see where we are. And I will go on record thinking, saying that we're going to be in a much, much better situation than, than we are now. But of course, President, um, Vice President Biden has cast a doubt on the July convention uh, for the Democratic convention. Uh, you, you, you don't know now you're playing with some fierce, some different stuff, but if it was up to me and it's still a problem, I think Trump automatically gets four more years. How's that? <clears throat> Sounds logical <laughs> to me. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, I understand. It, uh, the main thing now is not <clears throat> politics. 
It's the health of the country. Yeah, and, and, and again, you got 50,000 people who die in automobile accidents every year. Are we going to stop having people drive? You've got the flu situation where... You know, 700,000 people die, and the, the, the media is just not making a clear distinction of people who are very sick who succumb to this versus other people, and they're hopping on it, and there's just no reason. I can pop into K's and get a steak sandwich to go, and I will bet a million dollars that there's something about the coronavirus on TV. I can flip on TV, and so they're giving us what we want. I, I, was, I was driving yesterday uh, on 295 and 95, and they have these um, signs saying if you need more information about uh, the COVID-19, turn to this website. They're, they're just trying to scare the bejesus out of us. And that's not to say it's a serious thing, but we're being inundated with it. And it, it's intentional because they want the eyeballs. So I agree. I, um, I watch usually NBC and... Uh, and actually, uh, on certain nights, they were showing the coffins, which I think is really going over the edge. You may have seen uh, those news clips showing all the uh, coffins of uh, uh, waiting for people to uh, pass away and use them. You might say. Yeah, I, I, you know, no, I, I just wanted to make yeah, a contribution. Yeah. I did see that, and I thought that was uh, poorly done, bad journalism. Yeah. Right. There's there's a there's a uh, um, there's a songwriter a singer his name is Jason Mraz and he has this song uh, pretty well known it says I won't worry my life away and that's kind of my theme you want to be cautious you don't want to be stupid but man we're gonna die of something enjoy your life be cautious recognize the issues minimize stuff but being in the house and just worrying yourself sick about this stuff is just nowhere nowhere to lead your life. And, and I said this the other day, this is not unprecedented. We, we've had issues like this in the, in the past. F. Scott Fitzgerald was talking about being um, overseas, and they had the Spanish flu, and he wrote some stories and some, some letters about being there. Right. This is not the end of the world, people. This is not. Take care of yourself. Love one another. Recognize the issues, but don't let this take you down. Right, and the, uh, the media is just, as you say, uh, they're just trying to scare the life out of people. And, and, and again, they've got to make a living. And I've talked about this before. CNBC is very, very open. Their, their uh, viewership was going down after President Trump showed that, holy shoot, we've got a businessman in the White House. This thing could turn out great. The market went up about 100 to 150 points on average per day. And their viewership just went down. Now they're going on, and the market, we, the market, Dow lost 900 points yesterday. The futures are up about 350 this morning, pointing to a possible rebound. But the eyes are completely tied to volatility, fear, and greed. And um, so you really can't blame them, but you have to be more definitive about this and understanding this and you just can't let your life go away in fear anything else sir before we move no, on I, I, I agree and mm -hmm. uh, have a good day gentlemen thank Thanks you we will. this is the upfront program where we're pressing another button and having another listener join us hello hello uh two two quick things we had a money market uh mature and it was at 3.75 i think it was three point something. Anyways, when I renewed it over the phone, point oh eight. <laughs> and now I'm really worried, concerned about our fire and police department. You know those things where they check your fever by just passing something over your forehead? I wonder how much those cost. And I would like to see one in the police station and maybe one at each fire station. So when they report for duty, they can run that just over their foreheads. They don't have to stick a thermometer in their mouth because look what happened in Providence with the police department. If anybody has an idea how much they cost, maybe we could do some fundraising for that to protect them. Well, I, I think those things just need to be made uh, uh, quicker, and I, and I think that they're working on that. I think there's, there's a... I'll jump around here. There's a story 
where there are 50 companies, five zero companies joining Trump on the war on the coronavirus, and these companies are all doing something. CVS in our backyard waving to Aetna co-payments and all monies for coronavirus, and then they put the pressure on their peer groups are doing it. You got General Motors and Ford making ventilators. You got all of these companies. Um, yeah, even even Russia sending over some supplies. Yeah, about that. Huh? Yeah, so uh, I think I think it's just a matter of time, and it, you know I, I think we're going in the right direction. I think. Well, I don't think the uh, United Way raised a million dollars yesterday for uh, to help out uh, nonprofits. So um, I got a bill from my closed YMCA, uh, and I'm not going to say anything. But they need cash flow, so. I think everyone's trying to do their part, but mostly I think we have a president who has the respect of the business community. And I don't want to pick on Obama. I wouldn't say Obama has a failed presidency, but he was a community organizer. He never ran a business. Trump has run a business, and they respect him, and I think they're doing what they need to do to help America in this time of need. Thank you for your call. But if anybody knows much one of those costs, I think I'd like to hear that. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Just a comment <clears throat> on the city of Woonsocket and um, our fire department, which is an emergency medical response uh, department. Uh, yes, we do put out fires, but we also uh, have emergency uh, personnel uh, trained, EMTs, uh, responding for rescue calls. The difference, I think, between Woonsocket's fire department and a lot of others is that the fire chief... His background comes more from the EMT side mm-hmm. and the medical side, uh, as opposed to, I mean, he, he knows all about fighting fires. But he has this unique expertise where most fire chiefs in most communities come from that traditional firefighting department. And then they have a EMT department off to the side run by something else. But uh, I think right here in Woonsocket, um, I think that... Um, that Mr. Shatrop, the fire chief, knows how to, uh, shall we say, watch the individual fire stations, watch the individual um, firefighters uh, who are on staff, and I think uh, probably uh, is doing an excellent job in terms of uh, making sure that when they come to work that they're okay. Yeah, we have two great... uh uh, chiefs, a fire chief and a police chief, and uh, hopefully the, the next mayor will keep both of them. Grab another call here on the Upfront Program. Hello. Hi, Chris. I'll be fast with this. I heard you last night on the phone with Larry regarding RMDs. Are you looking at my notes? Because that was my next topic. So you go right ahead. Really? Yes. Oh, well, um, I heard you quickly, and um, you said on March 27th, the president signed an order. Da 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 da. And I know you got to, they raised the age to 75, correct? No. Um, oh, you, no, no, you, you've teed this up, so I'll explain what happened. Is when the government was running out of money in yeah. late December, just after Christmas, before New Year, the president signed in a law that extended RMDs, the required minimum distributions that the government makes you take out money from your IRAs. So, example, yeah. if you have a million-dollar IRA and you yeah. have to take out money, the first year you have to take out $36,500 at yeah. least, or you have a 50% penalty, not a tax, a penalty. So, my, myself and my company and any, any good financial advisor hassles and... Um, pursues the clients to make sure that they don't miss that. So that seven and a half has been around for a while. People are living longer. So I wanted it to be 75 if I was king of the world. But what they did is they made it age 72 and they took some other tax breaks away. So if you've been taking it out regularly every year for the past three, four years, you've got to continue doing it, right? Not this year. So oh, you, right. you, you, you should be my co-host one day because you're leading into all the great questions and all the great answers. Thank you. Because um, I just asked my tax person and she didn't know. All right. Well, um, this is relatively new. And that's why I, I, yeah. it, this was signed with the Stimulus Act on 327, so just right. a couple of days ago. So for everybody... If you got a $10,000 IRA, you got a million dollar IRA, you got $10 million IRA, it doesn't matter. In yeah. 2020, you do not have to take RMDs. Even though you've been doing it right along. Exactly, exactly. So I have, I, 
I have a lot of clients who only take the money. They'd rather leave it to their children uh, or their favorite charities, and they have to take the money because the IRS is mandating it. So everyone listening, if you're taking RMDs, you're turning 72 or older, in 2020, you do not have to take your RMD because what the, what the government doesn't want to do is they don't want to have a declining IRA, which, of course, has happened with this first quarter, the worst quarter since 1933. They don't want you to have to take out money when you, in fact, don't want to. So it's, that's going to cost the U.S. Treasury billions of dollars, but it's going to help the American people. So I put out an email yesterday letting all my clients know that they yeah. do not have to take their RMD if they do not want to. Did that help you? Yeah. Thank you. Much. All right. Appreciate okay, it. Bye-bye. Yeah, For the time being, Sam Slickers for Keyway has door service only to avoid any health issues. Uh, but on the other hand, if you want to get two bottles of wine for $10, you can. All you have to do is go to the door and uh, tell Mike or Billy, who may be on duty, or whoever uh, is, uh, shall we say, staffing the store, what your order is, and then they'll bring it to uh, the door. Masks and sanitizing are being... Used on a regular basis at Champs Liquors for Keyway. Open daily, 9 to 9, Sundays, 9 to 6. Um, whether you want a bottle of Southern Comfort or a bottle of, uh, uh, let's see, uh, what's that stuff that starts with a D? Um, let's see. Uh, the stuff I yeah. drank, dram, <laughs> Yeah, right. Yes. A bottle of that. <laughs> That's expensive stuff, <laughs> but it's good. Anyway, we've got it. Uh, right there at Champs Liquors. Uh, we got the wines. We got <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thank you for, the, for, for providing that the other night. It was great. <laughs> and then, <laughs> we've got the wines, the beer, uh, and the spirits for yeah. you. The only thing better, the right. only thing better with, than the Drambo was the company. All right. Thank you. Hey, uh, I think, let's see, if we press the button, we at least can get the concept of this call. Hello there. Morning, panel. How are you doing today? Right. Good morning. 40 seconds. Uh, question for you, Chris. Hypothetically, I have X amount of dollars in my Vanguard. I want to take it out, we'll say. And uh, is there a 20% penalty charge on that? Um, how, some say how, there isn't, some say there is. How, how old are you? Oh, this is, well, I'm, I'm 62, so I'm three. Okay, so are you moving out of an IRA into another IRA? No. I'm just saying to take the money out completely, is there a 20% uh no, 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 no. Sometimes they do a withholding. So at, at your age, it would be ordinary income. So if you made $100,000 and you took $100,000 out of an IRA and uh, you, you would have, uh, you would start with $200,000 and you would pay taxes on the 100000 but there'd be no 10% penalty. What a lot of companies do is they withhold 20%, but your tax rate may be higher or lower depending on your, your total income. Even if I'm disabled? Um, well, no, well, no. You still have to pay the taxes. So, okay. you, you know, the disabled rule applies if you're under fifty nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I want to know. Thank okay. you. Thanks. Thanks. See you tomorrow on the upfront program. Bye, everybody. Be